Hello, welcome to the Uncle Kelvin Podcast, episode 29. Episode 29. I am your host, Uncle Kelvin, Big Kel. Kelvin? Yep, all of the above. It's going to all tie in. Believe me, if you guys keep listening, keep subscribing, keep sharing, believe me, it will all tie in. I want to thank you guys, first of all, for tuning in and looking and watching. Right now, we got visuals up of the Uncle Kelvin podcast on YouTube, on the Plus 8 Entertainment channel on YouTube. We got some visuals to go along with this podcast. If you're listening to it or watching it right now, then you see what it is. If not, then go check it out and subscribe. All right. So before we start off, I want to give a big shout out. Big shout out. You heard what I said. The shout out is big to my main man, my ace boom coon, my A1 from day one. If it couldn't have been done, it wouldn't have been done without him. He is one of the brain trusts. Hey, it's your boy. My main man, Remy. Give it up for Remy. Come on now. He's the main integral cog that we got in this machine. So give it up for Remy. I know he's going to hear it. (laughs) That's for real. So give it up for him and give it up for all my listeners. I appreciate you you guys. I really do. Remember, like, subscribe, subscribe. Share. I keep messing that part up when I say subscribe. I don't know why. Like, subscribe, share, comment. Do everything that is needed so that we can help this podcast and help you guys. That's what I'm about. I'm about that. The name of the podcast is the Uncle Kelvin Podcast for a reason. I could have chose any name for this podcast. I could have called it 57th Street. I could have called it uh, Old Vice Lords. I could have called it. uh, What else I could have called? I could have called it. I could have called it a bunch of things. I could have called it a bunch of things, you know, but I decided on the Uncle Kelvin podcast because, oh, I could have called it Father Kelvin, but then it would seem like more religious if I'm Father Kelvin. But I'm an uncle, and I'm a good uncle. Let me explain. Um, about a couple days ago, I heard a young lady, uh, she was performing, and she had a part in her act where she said, uncles, uncles weren't necessary. That's what she said. She said uncles weren't necessary and that most uncles are bad. I would disagree. I don't know what her interactions was with her uncles. I'm a very good uncle. I I think all my nephews and nieces would all agree. There's a lot of them, so I'm not going to name them all. But there's a lot of them. I love them all. I love all my nephews and nieces. Even my great nephews and great nieces. Huh? Yeah, I'm a great uncle. (laughs) not just by title but by action why do I say that because I've never been like the the young lady that was saying that 
she had maybe she had a bad uncle maybe her uncle abused her i don't know i don't know her backstory i've never abused any of my nephews and nieces i'm i'm quite honest with them i handle them uh as far as letting them know the realities of life a lot of my nephews and nieces will tell you that i've helped them along the way as far as showing them how to drive giving them money to go out on dates letting them see their first titty you already know how we do it hey. yeah certain my nephews y'all know i let y'all peek in the room and look at a titty or two you know i'm a good uncle i've hid secrets from their parents because they trusted me and i told them hey just be honest with me be honest with me and let me know now here's the thing though i've had bad uncles or i've seen bad uncles i i knew a guy who was an uncle and he uh used to take his link card for those of you who don't know what a link card is that's a a card that's used to purchase food and he would take his link card and purchase food for him and his sister's kids and he would put it in the refrigerator sounds great sounds real good right ah but he would tell them you can eat all those carnivals don't fuck with those corn kings now for those of you who don't know carnival is a brand of hot dog and uh corn king is also a brand of hot dog both of these brands are sold at all these i don't know all these are not kicking in so we might have to scratch that i don't know no, I ain't no believe it i don't know but for those of you who've never been to all these before corn king is like the lower level of the hot dogs and i mean carnival is a lower level i keep saying this wrong because i don't eat hot dogs i'm sorry i don't eat mystery meats <laughs> I don't want my bologna having seven, five names. I don't need my hot dog being nine pieces of different meats. But to get back to the story, carnivals and corn kings. Carnivals are the cheap ones. You can boil them for uh, maybe two, three hours. They'll still taste like rubber and they will never expand. They won't absorb anything. Now, the corn kings, on the other hand, will expand. I don't know what's in them to make them expand, but he was a bad uncle. He didn't want them to eat the corn kings. He was like, please don't touch the corn kings. And a lot of people are like, what are you talking about corn kings and corn? Yes, all these nuts. Got All these is a place where you, uh, it's like self-service. And when you get to the register, uh, it's their job to guarantee that they're going to throw your avocado as hard as they can into the buggy and smash it. I think that's the basic job. Because every time I go there, I buy avocados. They got avocado there. The avocado sales are pretty good. And like I said, they got hearts. Uh, man, you know, they got the good avocados. But I guess it's their job to destroy the produce as they're checking it out because they grab it and they they ring it up and i mean they slam it they slam it into the cart 
So I guess maybe that's where they say their money because they you can't really prove if it was pre-bruised or not. You know what I mean? I'm a I'm I'm sort of a avocado nut. <laughs> I'm a huge avocado nut, and there's a nut inside avocado, so that's not even meant to be a joke. But yeah, I like avocados. Last podcast, I gave a prediction on Tyson Fury versus Dante Wilder. Uh, I'm recording this podcast a day after the fight. Um, I didn't want to record like right immediately after the fight because I watched the fight. And if you heard last episode, I gave you my prediction for the fight. I was wrong in the sense of I didn't call the round correctly, but I was right in the sense that I knew what the outcome would be. I took some time to think over this podcast or rather yet this segment where I was going to address that fight. All right, so here goes. After after thinking it over, I realized that fighters, when they win, they generally thank everyone. Thank you. Thank you. From thank you. Thank the you. top, as far as like, I want to thank God. I want to thank my mama. I want to thank my kids. I want to thank my wife. And all the way down to like, I want to thank, you know, my limo driver picking me up. So whenever they win, the thanks are plentiful. They can offer the thanks to everyone. They offer all these thanks up. So when they lose, it was always, uh, how can I put it? It was like a long-standing joke. I don't know if it was outside. It might be inside joke. Well, when fighters lose, they never blame the same people or entities that they would think. They never blame like, oh, it wasn't me this time. It was God. You know what? It's my mama fault. She babied me too much. You know what? It's my girl fault. Every night I come in there, she trying to drain my balls. You know what? It's my kids' fault. They keep running their ass up in there, making all this noise. I can't get no sleep. So people don't normally blame them. But, and like I said, I thought this segment over. When Dante Wilder lost the second fight, he decided to blame. And like I said, this is this is just my opinion. It's a fact, though, that he decided to blame Mark Breland, who's a former Olympic medalist, former welterweight champion, been in the game for years. He had been his trainer, I want to say, for at least if not 40 fights, maybe 38, 39 fights. And after the first loss and Mark Breland decided to throw in the towel because he had been with him that long and he didn't want to see him stretched out on the canvas, he decided to throw in the towel. After the fight, Dante decided to to blame Mark Breland for his loss and said that he drugged his water and threw in the towel and didn't let him down his sword and this, that, then other. Then he blamed 
Tyson Fury and said he cheated and had a weight in his glove and his gloves wasn't real. And he came up with at least four excuses that he named instead of just saying, you know what? This guy was better than me this day. Let me prepare to beat him the next fight. And then he could have went ahead and changed trainers or whatever. He didn't have to besmirch either man's name. Then he vowed in the third fight that just passed that he was going to avenge his loss and he was going to prove this and that and this and that. And he'd been training and he bulked up. He got up to about 235, 237 pounds. He said he was bench pressing 350 pounds. Tyson Fury came in there, I think, at 277, a sloppy 277. It wasn't, like, muscular. But Dante looked it good, and the fight, it wasn't a good fight. People keep saying it was a really good fight. It wasn't a really good fight. Dante really needs to practice his defense, his pulling his head back. You can't pull your head back with a fighter whose reach is longer than yours. He's going to tag you every time. And that's what he did. But Dante did manage to put Tyson Fury down twice. The problem is he got back up twice. And when he had Deontay hurt, it's like he couldn't react. He didn't know how to react when the pressure is on him. So, like I say, he, he put up a good fight. He definitely didn't do what he said he was going to do. But my advice to him would be to go ahead and practice his defense. He needs to practice defense and head movement. And speaking on advice. Oh, brother, this guy You like that segue, Remy? You like that segue? (laughs) (laughs) Let's get into the part of the podcast that everyone loves. Say it with me now. Uncle Kelvin's unsolicited advice. Uncle Kelvin's unsolicited advice. Please remember the hashtag TUKP advice so I can give you guys this unsolicited advice. But if your TKUP advice means that means you want to know and I'm going to help you like I'm going to help the people that we have now. So as you as you already know, these questions are handed to me hot off the press unrehearsed, unchoreographed. How many questions do we have today? Let me know how many questions, how many questions? Six, six, six. I don't know, it's pretty easy to figure out. We got six questions, okay, let's get it. Six questions, all right, let's go in. Question number one. This question comes from Connor G. What's up, Connor? All right, see, there you go. Started off with something I can deal with. Connor G is a um, friend of the podcast. He's been on before. He has a question. All right. Connor G question is, what do you tell these overgrown gangbangers who still want to reminisce about being in 1988 through 1991? All right, Connor G, I'm going to help you out, man. I understand where you're going with this question. When you're dealing with somebody who's still stuck in the past, obviously it's, it's their mind frame. <laughs> so you got to let them know immediately 
soon as they start talking and they say, oh man, you remember back in 89 G or, or back in 91 Lord or man Mo back in uh, 94. You gotta tell them, hey man, I deal with my life like the IRS. If it's over seven years old, I don't talk about it. All right? And you got to tell them, hey, man, we ain't going to go farther back than seven years. We're going to keep it like that. No farther back than seven years. That's how you handle that, Cotton G. Uncle Kelvin's unsolicited advice. All right, here we go. Question number two. This question comes from no requirement. All right, no requirement question is, my wife had an affair and I met the guy. Katie okay, gives a little background. My wife was caught having an affair. We have separated because of this reason. Recently, I went to her house where I lived when we were together to see our kids and do some home repairs. Boy, if you don't get sucker, you coming back there to do home repairs on the crib that you don't stay in. All right. As I was getting ready to leave, the guy she had the affair with showed up. This is the first time I had seen him, so of course, some pent-up anger came out. Okay, nothing physical, but what I feel is a well-deserved fuck you. Oh, nothing, come on, man. So my question is, do I actually have the right to be mad at this guy for sleeping with a woman he knew was married and had kids, or do I listen to others who have said, you can't be mad at him, he's just a guy. This is what men do. Yeah. Men. This is what men do. It's yeah. men stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Men stuff. Yeah. Men stuff. Yeah. All right, no requirement. Here's your, here's my unsolicited advice for you. Everybody's absolutely right, dog. You can't be mad at him. You, you over there like a sucker doing home repairs and all the other stuff. And he coming over like, yeah, yeah I'm gonna get this dude the fuck up out of here. Susan came in. He said, took his shoes off. He took his shirt off and laid on the couch and looked at you like, yeah, yeah all right, man. Let, let me know when you done, done, man. Make, make sure you lock the door behind you. You know what I mean? Don't do that. That's on you, man. For real. Uncle Kelvin, some solicited advice. All right, so let's go. Question number three. This question comes from Skirt Representative. All right, the question is, my ex had his child support readjusted from low 200 to low 600 about two years ago. Today I received a package in the mail with naked photos of me uh, and phone recordings and text messages threatening to send them to our neighbor's workplace and family if I don't terminate the child support right away. The letter was typed in the photos with photocopies. I called the police and plan on going to the courthouse tomorrow to get a restraining order. I feel like I'm in a bad dream. I don't even know where to start. The cop didn't make it seem like it was going to be easy. Any advice on what else to do? She. Woo, okay, you guys are hitting me with the hard ones today. I see that. Y'all started off with the with the with the softball and you hit me with the hard ones. Okay. All right, you go ahead. 
you you can't reach out to them because you already went to court. Once you go to court, you can't reach out to nobody. You got to leave it alone. You got to get somebody else to reach out to him and be like, hey, check this out, you stupid motherfucker. You sent something to the crib or either his girl sent something to the crib. Because if he was going to do it, he would have did it a year ago. He can't wait no two years and then try to do it. So I don't even know if it was completely him. It might have been his girl or somebody in his family or something like that. Because he ain't going to wait no two years. And plus, you ain't got to stop it. Hey, it's your body. You know what I mean? You're ashamed of your body. You shouldn't have took the pictures, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but that's my advice for you. Let's go. Next question. Next question. Question, what is this? Question four. Consejos no solicitados de Angle Kelvin. All right, here we go. This question comes from Blissfully Orbital. All right, Blissfully Orbital. Question is, a girl sent me nudes and I was unhappy that she, that she did it. Wow, you guys are sort of keeping these questions uh, in the same realm. <laughs> so let's go. I have a friend and she's very sweet, but I guess she's been going through a rough time and I've been talking her through it. She seemed very grateful to me and she told me she wanted to thank me by sending me nudes. I told her I had a girlfriend and that I didn't talk to her and help her for the prospect of news or any other sexual favors. She then sent a picture of her tits anyway. Whoa. There you go. And I told her that was unacceptable. She then went off on me and told me that I was an ungrateful bastard. Now, these are his words. And a f for not wanting them. Yikes. Like I said, she's been going through a rough time, so that could be it coming through, but she made me feel bad that I didn't accept the news respectfully. Even though she knows I have a girlfriend. She's now saying that her ego is destroyed and she's back to being pretty depressed. Bitch, it's called self-esteem! What do I do? God, man, you guys are hitting me with some hollers. All right, then. This is what you need to do. You, she knows you got a girlfriend, right? So I hate to say it. Damn, this is going to sound messed up. Okay, so you don't want to be like, hey, baby, yeah, you show me a picture of your tits. You know what I'm saying? You trying to mess up my thing with my girlfriend. I got a homie, though. He like looking at girls' tits. Go ahead and give her your homie number or something. For real, that's what it is. She needs somebody to be with. So try to hook up with somebody or something. That's how you handle that. Real talk. Uncle Kelvin's unsolicited advice. All right, question number five. Let's get into it. This question comes from B-Chap. B-Chap. All right. I'm a 39-year-old man, and I have started dating a 23-year-old woman. Celebrities often have age gaps like that, but is it wrong? Okay, and he has no follow-up. That's just his question. Is it wrong? Okay. All right, then, uh, B-Chap, check this out. You're a 39-year-old man. You have a 23-year-old. You're dating a 23-year-old woman. Cool. Hey, man, bravo to you. Hey, if she like you, you like her, y'all good for each other. That's what it is. But check this out on another note. 
Don't try to justify because you say celebrities do it. So if they start dating chimpanzees, you're going to say, yeah, yeah man, he dated a, a, a chimpanzee. How come I can't date a gorilla? Huh? So don't ever try to justify because a celebrity do it, man. You make yourself seem stupid. If you're going to do it, you do it because you want to do it. Uncle Kelvin's unsolicited advice. All right. So here we go. Last question. You guys have been having some good ones. Let's keep it going. Last question. Question number six. Who is this question from? This question comes from Unicorn79. God. Hey, check this out. Hey, 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 hey. You guys just picking these questions. Now you... All right, there you go. Once again, remember the hashtag TUKB. TUK got me flustered. TUKP advice, and I will give you this advice. This comes from Unicorn79. Unicorn79 is an avid listener of the Uncle Kelvin podcast. All right, Unicorn79, what is your question? Your question is Does my gender really matter? Dot, 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 dot. Remember, hashtag, I don't listen to the Uncle Kelvin podcast. All right, Unicorn79, I'm going to answer your question. Uh, your question is, does your gender matter? Here goes. See, because you ain't going to, y'all ain't going to do this, or you ain't going to do this to me. So here goes. No, your gender don't matter, Unicorn 79. I kick you in the balls, and I kick you in the female balls, and I kick you in the trans balls. Any type of balls or non-balls you got, you need to go back and listen to my earlier episodes. I already addressed the LGBTQS plus S. What about that? What about the sissies? Hmm? So watch your damn mouth and remember to keep listening. Hashtag, I don't listen to the Uncle Kelvin podcast. And with that being said, thank you guys very much for tuning in. I appreciate it. We are out of here. See you guys next week. Peace. Hey, be on the lookout for T-U-K-P-V-S-O-P. This is out right now. Be on the lookout. Uh, we out of here. Peace, peace, peace.